Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Hi, this is Geneva Williams, and welcome once again as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. Now, you know, they say exceptional women surround themselves with other powerful and high-achieving women, and this is called power networking. Our guest tonight, Dr. Joelle Martin, knows about power networking and the capacity to be positively powerful. She is an author, renowned international trainer, speaker, and coach. She believes women servant leaders are making significant impacts on the lives of others and has created an awards program to honor them. Her personal mission and the mission of her company, Triad West Inc., is to transform lives and businesses for the better. She is also the director of training and education for George Frazier, and many of you know George Frazier as the he's a power networking guru. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the director of the training and education um, aspect of George Fraser's annual Power Networking Conference. And according to George Fraser, she is a class act, a phenomenal woman who knows how to lift up the best and brightest in our community. Dr. Joelle also serves as commissioner on the Human Relations Commissioner Commission in the city of Scottsdale, and as a member of the Leading Age Leadership Circle, a national think tank on homes and services for the aging. And she's appeared on the Today Show in the New York Times, Essence Black Enterprise, and Fortune Magazine. Welcome, 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 Dr. Joelle. Thank you so much. I am absolutely delighted to join you today, Dr. Geneva. I was learning well, about you, w- waiting for this time, and your background is totally mind-blowing. Well, back at you. I'm so delighted to have you here this evening. Tell our listeners a little bit more about your awesome background. Excuse me. Thank you so much for asking. Well, one of the things that I like to do when I start a training program after they read the uh, accomplishments that I, I truly did own those, and it, they're very important to me, but i like them to know about why I have those letters after my name. To go way, way, way back, I was born in New York City, and I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, not far from Detroit. Um, I was raised by a very hard-working spiritual mother and my family, and so from them, I got my ethics, I got my love of people, um, I discovered about service to others when I was very, very young, and I, I really know that, you know, service, contribution, and integrity are in my DNA. Um, over the past 25 or so years, I've worked across the United States and internationally with hundreds of thousands of people in their organization. Um, and one of the things that, you know, we were talking about before we went on air is that I was once the president of a full-service advertising agency and quite honored to be one of the first women 
to have that uh, position. And that was very, very exciting, being agency of record and uh, working with some very high-powered Fortune 500 companies, um, nonprofits, educational institutions. And of course, I had a great team. I really love working with people. So that was one step in my journey. And then I walked into a training room, and I discovered experiential education. And I tell you, Dr. Geneva, once I discovered that, truthfully, there was no looking back. You know, I asked myself, (laughs) and I say this in my speaking, what did I want to do with the rest of my life? Did I want to sell another bottle of beer, or did I want to make a difference with a human being? And Mm -hmm. once that question caught my heart, you know, I, I went back to school. I got my um, master's and Ph.D. because I wanted to know how this stuff worked. I wanted to know the secret of transforming lives and businesses. So in a very, very brief way, I hope I've given our listeners and you some idea of my background and my journey to today. Oh, yes, it's phenomenal. Now, you said when you walked into that uh, training classroom, mm-hmm. something happened. Yes. And, you know, mm-hmm. oftentimes when I've, I've talked to leaders, they can point to an event or a person or something happened that kind of mm-hmm. turned them around. Turned them around. Is that what happened to you? Yes. Um, I went through a five-day training program, very, very uh, transformational and a big eye-opening experience for me. And then I went through the very intense piece. And what I discovered, even though my life was really working and I was happily married and have a wonderful daughter and husband, I discovered that there were some areas of, of me that wanted more fulfillment. I wanted to work more closely with people and, and give more. So going from my family background to the training background, it was very much in alignment with my spirit, with my purpose, Mm -hmm. and and my, um, you know, the way I wanted to serve. So, yeah, it it was a gradual kind of thing. I can't say I just walked into the room and said, oh, my goodness, what's this? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm You know, you know how it is when you're of a certain age? Well, no, maybe you don't. But anyway, I was of a certain (laughs) age, you know, I, I I've been running a company, and I've been winning international awards and working with major clients. And, you know, quite truthfully, um, my, my ego got a little little uh, ahead of me, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I had to learn how to be humble if it was really something that I wanted and needed to give to the world. So it happened gradually, and once it happened, it was 100% in. It was you were all in. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking here at your at your book, the uh, critically acclaimed "How to Be a Positively Powerful Person." Uh, what what brought you to write this book? Well, it was because of several reasons. Again, remembering where I come from, uh, I didn't have a lot of money growing up. I had a lot of love around me. I was always encouraged to do my best. And uh, then I went to school to learn about experiential education, you know, being a Wharton Fellow, getting a Ph.D. and all of that. And my background, where I come from, was still living in me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, so I decided to write the book as a user-friendly guide to transformation. Um, yeah, I can 
I can talk the talk and walk the walk of the jargon or the jargon in our industry, but I wanted to give people something that they could learn from, that they could, you know, get some tools about how to change their lives. So that's really the reason why it's user-friendly. I have biblical quotes. I quote many, many um, people. I give examples because I wanted to live through those pages to the best of my ability. So that's why I wrote it because I wanted to give back. Can you can you share with us uh, one or two examples of of the, mm-hmm. that you give in the book, or that that mm-hmm. help people can help people transform? Sure. One of the things that I talk about in the book, <coughs> excuse me, is about reframing, reframing our words, reframing our. Um, experiences. So I talk about um, the difference between responsibility and being a victim. This does not say that victimizing events don't happen to people because we all know that they do. But it's different when one identifies themselves as a victim, very different from how one identifies themselves as responsible and able to handle life, able to handle circumstances. So one of the things that I talk about in the book is a process, not one that I created, but one that I formed for my audiences and my speaking, is the difference between a have to and a choose to. And what I do is I'm I'm very interactive, and I like to get in there with people and and have people sharing in front, you know, up in front of the room. So just imagine if, if, well, we won't do it on this call because we have 30 minutes, don't (laughs) I want to use it to interact with you. If we just had someone saying, and they can do this as they listen in the future, I have to, you know, like I have to clean the house, I have to go to school, I have okay. to go early. After okay. a while, that conversation of I have to, even though it's a simulation, it will call for some feelings that are unhappiness, disappointment, frustration, because our actions connect to our emotions, which connect to the results that we get in the world. And nobody wants mm-hmm. to be around a victim, you know, p- poor me, pity party at my house, bring Kleenex, you know. <laughs> and conversely, mm-hmm. on the other side of that, if people take the exact same events and say, I choose to get up early in the morning, I choose to cook, I choose to clean, that whole conversation about choice empowers and inspires and it brings joy. You know, the body language changes before before your very eyes when people get that. There's some good news and some bad news about that little process. The good news is now you know you can change your attitude with your words. The bad news is now you know you can change your attitude <laughs> with your words. That uh-huh. it is totally up to you. So that's one example. There's um. I won't go into it in depth, but there's some other examples. There's a lot of examples. There's a way to tell what your core values are um, because when you can live by your core values, you're in alignment with yourself and you can let people be in alignment with you too. You know, um, as much as we might like to think that everybody in the world thinks just like us, it's just not true. And when you're able to express yourself and share with somebody like what your core values are, you can make the community, you can make the communication flow much better. So, like, I like people to know one of my core values is integrity. 
If I say I'm going to do okay. something, I will go 100% to do it. Another one is mm-hmm. I like to have fun. I love to laugh mm-hmm. uh, sincerely mm-hmm. and authentically, not like, you know, at anyone. But the, the whole spirit around joy is something that's a core value to me. And everybody has their own. So that's in there. There's um, oh, there's some, there's some tips in there about how to manage your work groups how to positively okay. reinforce them to get the kind of results that you want. There's, um, you know, there's a, a quote in there from many, many people, one of whom was Reverend Dr. Miles Monroe, that I, I sought out um, to include spirituality. You know, people are, are drawn by different things, and being a spiritual human being is something that I have the greatest respect for and include myself among them. Did I give you enough of a, a hint of the book? Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal tip. And, okay, uh, you. know, and, and it's it's so interesting about the power of words and mm-hmm. and how you think. And then I also think as you're talking about um, how what we choose to say, how that conversation with ourselves gets a lot into it's so important to know yourself. I I often believe that leadership was a lot is a lot about self development and aware and awareness mm-hmm. awareness of yourself. Yes. What, what do you think? What do you think about that? How 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 do some of your examples that you've talked about the mm-hmm. power of belief, belief knowing yourself? How does that translate mm-hmm. into into leadership or being a better leader? Mm-hmm. Great question. Thank you. One of the things that I have as a, a belief that I operate from is that every human being is a possibility. Therefore, none of us are fixed or broken, but we are all human beings with a purpose. Sometimes we forget that, and sometimes we get amnesia. Mm-hmm. And I think the okay. world's best leaders have always been inclusive. They've been inclusive. They've held their teams, their people as possibilities, and they've um, really had them reach for the highest. They speak to them from the high place, not from lowering the bar so they can't do something. So leaders know how to inspire their people and get the, the best out of them while those people that they are inspired then become leaders as well and look to empower others. So that's uh, some of some of what I think makes a good leader. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, leaders have the ability to enroll people. You know, uh, one of my heroes, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you know, when he said he had a dream, this, this might be before the time of many of the people on the call, but when he said he had a dream, there were men and women who chose into his dream like it was their very own because you know, Doc, mm-hmm. you and I would be having this call today if it weren't for, for a lot of those leaders taking the first step and right. stand on their shoulders. So That's those right. are those are some of the keystones of leadership is empowering people, is sharing your vision. You know, and for those that are interested, there's a lot of research on that, but in any mm-hmm. event, that, that's some of the core characteristics of leaders as I as I term transformational leaders, not just the people who are at the head and are called themselves CEOs or what have you. But leadership is the spirit. Leadership, in, as I define it, is transformational, the ability to have a dream and a purpose and have it come to pass. 
And and you you mentioned because I I think I hear you making a distinct difference between um, uh, leadership and transformational leadership. It seems that there's something special about leadership that is transformational. Yes. Um, it, it, there is for me, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's really, mm-hmm. uh, like you can have a manager of a department, and that manager of that department may or may not be transformational, and you may call him or her a leader. A transformational leader can be anyone. It doesn't matter their job. It, you know, it doesn't matter their title. It matters what matters to them. In being a transformational leader, this man or this woman identifies a change or, or creates a vision and a set of goals that can make what is not possible, possible. Mm-hmm. Transforming mm-hmm. the quality of life takes what is not already and makes it possible through actions and um, action and communication. So transformational okay, leaders like a, now, yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Now, Dr. Joel, ahead. Dr. Mm-hmm. Dr. Joel, I just want you to repeat that again because that that was heavy. That just last statement <laughs> you made. <laughs> oh my gosh! I hope I can remember it. <laughs> a transformational leader is a man or a woman who is able to identify a change and create a vision and a set of goals that can make what is not possible possible. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Okay. I remember 10 years ago, 10 or so years ago, I got a, a a message from George Frazier, and he says, I want you to work with me on the, this um, event, the Power Networking Conference. I want you to be the director of education and training, and I want us to have the premier training uh, program for African Americans and people of African ascent. At that time, power networking was something, was an idea in George's mind and his imagination. As a transformational leader, what he did was then enroll me in being the director of education and training, and I am to this day. He enrolled people around the world. Um, He had Mm -hmm. people coming to the conference every year because way back when, he as a transformational leader saw a possibility. He said, our people need this. Our people need intergenerational wealth. They need health and so on. So that's an example. You and I do that in our lives too. When I created the uh, Positively Powerful Women Awards, there was nothing like it. There was nothing that honored diverse, multicultural women in all areas of leadership that made a sustainable difference. Okay? And... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. around it, a transformational setting of improvement. And so, you know, for me, I wanted people to come. The vision that I had was that people were going to come, men, women, all races, nationalities, economic backgrounds, they were all going to come together in one place and be inspired by these women. And it's ironic, and, you know, this is it's a learning process. Many of these women do not want the awards. They don't need it. You know, their mm-hmm. awards is what they mm-hmm. do every day, you know, mm-hmm. their way of giving back. But the, when I tell them, I says, yeah, I get it. But I want you to receive your awards and share your stories because you don't know who's listening to you. 
This is about the people mm-hmm. in the audience being inspired by these women and changing their lives. And what I tell them in the very beginning is I want you all to know, I say this to the audience, okay, all of you can be here on the stage. All of you are on the stage. You just need to take the action to live your dream and your goals to be here. And, you know, there have been some miracles happen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, 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 and so inspirational because I think that's something that um, leaders have a responsibility to do also, to, to see the future, to dream, to enroll, as you say, others, and also mm-hmm. in, inspire others to take on their own leadership journey. Um, just, yes. just phenomenal. And I think your awards program is something that uh, is an inspiration to many. Now, now you know, Dr. Joel, you mentioned uh, George mm-hmm. Frazier and you've worked with him and, and mm-hmm. you know, certainly he's, he's the power networking guru. But we, we can't end this conversation without talking about Power, power networking. Okay, so can can you share with our audience what power networking is and and how does it help help us as leaders? Okay, you mean the the power networking conference or the whole term power networking? Both the concept about what power <laughs> okay. networking is all and right. what the conference is about. Give it, give it, okay. give us all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Power networking is. Um, embodied by everything that we do and plan for the Power Networking Conference and all of my events as well. And this is about connecting in a way that is authentic, not phony, about um, growing one's business through collaboration, about networking in ways that serve the greater good. Networking can be by advocating someone for um, an award. It can be by introducing someone at the conference or in your life, you know, um, it's about celebrating our heritage. And whatever heritage it is, we celebrate it. And we celebrate we celebrate and have fun and create community with other like-minded African-Americans and people of African descent. That's at the conference. In our lives, you know, power networking is networking with a purpose, a plan, a vision, and a spiritual opportunity to contribute. One of the things that we say is give first. Give first. Ask later. Ask second. Now, I say that with this caveat for my women listeners. When I say give first, I don't mean to say you give to yourself last. So I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a little bit, but I do a lot no, of work no, with women. Right I've been, okay. Right I have a lot of yeah. coaching clients, executive coaching clients, women in the C-suite, and there it's a reminder. You give to yourself or you're going to burn yourself out here. So, yes, that uh, it's about contribution. It's about speaking. It's about owning your power, owning your personal power to do good. And that includes, you know, your intergenerational wealth. It includes health. Um, it includes, and these are all the ways that we take care of ourselves is growing a healthy business. It's staying in touch mm-hmm. with others. And I, I know that I'm on this call with you and I'm just loving it. But, you know, I look forward to getting to know you better and seeing you at the conference too. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'm so hoping that's a little bit about it. Yeah, and I'm hoping that I'm many sorry? of our listeners I'm hoping that many of our listeners also will will join in that conference. You know, I want to 
ask you also now, you, you and when we talk about power networking, um, mm-hmm. you, you, it's, it's, when I'm, am I hearing that it's a very intentional process, this process of networking, that it isn't just going and meeting and greeting? Um, oh, yes, also, you are so right yes. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one of the things that um, yeah, go ahead. You you finish that thought, please. No, no. I I just wanted you to say a little bit more about the okay. intentionality of networking. Okay. Yes, it is very intentional and it is very sincere. Intentionality and sincerity go hand in hand when we're really talking about our networking. It's the ability to connect on a level of sincerity. You know, a lot of times we'll go out, I'll be doing a keynote speech and I'll finish and I'll come off the, you know, off the po- behind the podium and people there want to give you their card, which is all well and good. Yes. But okay. the thing is, people don't realize when you give me your card and you say you're going to do something because of that core value I just talked about, I mm-hmm. just follow up with it. And mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. I will even ask people, and, and what is it you want me to do with your card? So it's not Mm -hmm. about the card that makes the connection. It's about the sincerity. It's about the opportunity to share, to contribute, to give and to receive. Both sides of the same coin, to give and to receive, power networking. In fact, we might even call it empowering, empowering through networking. Ah. How's that? That's a good one. That's really good because what you're saying is that, you know, again, it's back to that we, we're looking first to give uh, mm-hmm. to and for ourselves as well as to others as and mm-hmm. to that process. That process in itself is empowering and will help give us the power to do more. Yes. You got it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal, just phenomenal. So, Dr. Joelle, what mm-hmm. if if you were to give our listeners um, the greatest piece of advice that you could give them about mm-hmm. being a leader, about being a leader and leadership, what would that mm-hmm. be? <clears throat> well, one of the things that I would say to them, to the listeners, that I would ask them a question. Because, again, remembering how I hold transformational leadership, it's the ability to make what's impossible possible through our words and actions, all right, and association. Mm -hmm. I would ask them, if you had three wishes guaranteed to come true, what would you wish for? And then I would ask them, how long have you waited for that? And then I would ask them, Mm -hmm. so how long have you been waiting and do you have a coach? Because we don't want those wishes to go down to nothing, that's leadership. That's transformational leadership. It's having a dream and making it happen, having a goal, having a vision. And when we make our goals and our dreams happen, we inspire the people around us, and that's leadership. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that you all had asked me, um, you know, preparing for the call was to to think about how I could uh, share some of my time with other people on the call. So may I share that now? Please. Oh, please. Okay, thank you. Um, For those of you on the call and anyone who would like to spend 30 minutes or so, excuse me, 
with a complimentary 30-minute strategy session with me, I will do that. And what you need to do, all you need to do is very easy, is to text the word SUCCESS, S-U-C-C-E-S-S, SUCCESS, to 480-221-5686. Text the word SUCCESS, S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 480-221-5686. And it would be my honor and privilege to have a 30-minute strategy session with you to see if we can't light up the world with your dreams, with those three wishes that you have. Okay, and there's some other programs that I have that people may be interested in as well. They could look at my website for those, uh, PositivelyPowerful.com. And whatever, you know, however I can be of service, um, I can't say carte blanche, but I will go under my 100% to see that I get everybody that calls in or... Well, Dr. Joelle, that's that's wonderful, and I'm hoping that um, many of our listeners will um, take advantage of that because that's what this show is about, to try to give some tips and some resources, but more importantly, to inspire others uh, from Mm -hmm. the stories that they hear from our guests, inspire them to leadership greatness. So, you know, I really like your your ideas about transformation and having to uh, um, thinking about the conversation that you have with yourself, whether you have to or you choose to. And so you've given mm-hmm. us some, you know, phenomenal tips. Uh, Thank you. And, uh, it, and, and it has just been a delight to uh, talk with you, and we will stay connected. Uh, yes, and again, thank, we must. Yes, yes. thank you so much. And, and thank you also for doing um, and writing the How to Be a Positively Powerful Person and being the founder of the annual Positively Powerful Women Awards program. So all of you to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. If you have comments or ideas about leaders you'd like to hear from, visit us and stay tuned for our next show when we inspire great leaders for greater purpose. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com.